every single action that you have ever taken started as a thought. So when you change the way you think, you will change the way you act, and you will change the way you live. That is hyper-conscious. No matter what you're going through right now or ever have gone through, the only way your life changes is if you change first. That is what we are here to help you do. A huge shout-out to our friend and mentor, David Meltzer of the Playbook Podcast, for sponsoring this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of the Hyperconscious Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode. It was a mastermind where we talked about the 10 most empowering beliefs. Today, for episode number 458, we are going to ask you, what is the story that you're telling yourself? Before we jump into this episode, though, also, if you did listen to the Most Empowering Beliefs live mastermind, we actually created a PDF that goes with that. And everyone who attended the mastermind will be receiving a DM from me uh, of that. But if you want it, reach out to myself or Amy or Kevin. Let us know. We'll send that right on off. Beautiful. So why are we talking about the story that you're telling yourself? So I was listening to a book by Jim Quick called Limitless. And that book, for those of you who don't know, is all about the unlimited, untapped potential of the human brain, the human mind. And I was listening also to a John Maxwell speech where he said, emotion without thinking leads downward. And emotions, you're all over the place, man. Yeah, I didn't start the time. Uh, uh, <laughs> Kev's doing his thing. So imagine emotional, someone who's an emotional person, but doesn't have accurate thinking. You just shut me off. <laughs> and doesn't have accurate thinking. This is a real challenge for me. <laughs> I'm like a, a bull in a china shop right now. For those of you listening, I'm just like jumping all over the place, knocking things over, pulling wires out. We will proceed. Yeah. Uh, seek challenge, not comfort. So, Jim Quick, Limitless. <laughs> it's about the brain. Also, John Maxwell says that emotions without thinking is a problem. So, so what Jim Quick talks about is your dominant question. Yeah. So, all of us, thinking is actually just asking and answering questions. So what is Kevin thinking right now? Pizza. Why is Kevin wearing a green shirt right now? Taryn. <laughs> and we're just always asking and answering questions. But what Jim Quick talks about in his book is that we all have dominant questions. And we all have one in particular dominant question that we keep asking ourselves. And this is mostly subconscious, just running in the background, right? So the example that I used for Kevin prior to doing this episode was... Imagine one person's dominant question is, why me? You know, why is this happening to me? That victim mentality of why me, why me, why me? Mm. I've literally had someone in my life, you know, say that they have bad luck their entire life. And it always kind of hurt me because that belief is kind of self-perpetuating. You're always going to be asking, why me, why me? And yes, this person has had some really, you know, tragic things happen to them. Um, but... What if your question was, what can I learn from this? What can I do about this? Like, those, th there's empowering questions and there's, there's disempowering questions. And if you have your dominant question as disempowering, your life is going to focus on the wrong things because questions create focus. What's your dominant question? I'm glad you asked that. So lately what it's been is what's the most valuable use of my time right now? Hmm. I ask myself that question constantly. One of the ones that I've been asking a lot lately is where am I negotiating with myself? Uh, that I got from um, Mark Champagne on the episode. Yes. He said he did a study on Kobe Bryant. That was one of the questions Kobe Bryant asked himself all the time. Also, another shout-out to John Maxwell. He wrote a book called Great Leaders Ask... No, Good Leaders Ask Great Questions. 
And he talks, that whole book, he wrote a whole book on the power of questions, right? And Jim Quick says questions are the answer. So if you're out there listening right now, and I ask you the question, what is Kevin wearing for a color of a, of a t-shirt? You know now, because I already said it's green. But I, I forced your focus to a specific thing by asking that question. You're doing that to yourself all day, every day. And what you focus on, you're going to feel. And what you feel, you're going to act on. Hmm. I, my intention when we talked about it before we started this was to make it known that at the end of the day, you talk to yourself more than you talk to anybody else. You listen to yourself more than you listen to anybody else. And we're going to do an episode, I don't know, next week on why the right team is so important. We're realizing that at a very high level now with the amazing mentors and people we have in our lives. But you're talking to yourself more than you're talking to anybody else. And you kind of are your biggest influence in a way. Right. Because even... If you listen to this podcast, this is a great example. If you listen to this podcast, if you watch this podcast on YouTube, Alan and I can give you amazing insights. We can give you the answers to a lot of questions. We can give you the questions to ask yourself. But unless you decide that that is how you want to reframe things in your mind, you are the gatekeeper to your mind. 100%. You are. And you're either allowing us in and using us as influence or you're saying, ah, you know what? I don't necessarily believe that yet. So if Alan comes up to you and says, I believe that you're capable of accomplishing anything. If you don't believe that, you're, you're not hmm. because you've decided that you're not, right? So your beliefs, your thoughts, your questions, at the end of the day, they're more important than anybody else's unless you are willing to take that, that feedback, right? Unless you're willing to take that question and say like, okay, what do I really think about that? What, like if I was to ask you watching or listening, what is the biggest limiting belief that you have? Mm. sit with that for a minute. Like, pause this episode if you have to. What is the biggest limiting belief that you have? Your questions are going to s- be very similar to that. What's yours? My biggest limiting belief? Yeah. That I'm not good enough, probably. Right. Right? What's your dominant question? I don't know. When you were going through years, I don't know what mine is. One of my other ones is, how can I do this better? How can I be better is my biggest one. I used to say, hashtag can I, all the time. Uh Tony Robbins, I never forgot when I, I took his first, I think it's called Unleash the Power Within, his very first one. He's, he's done several. And he talks about this idea of Kanai. And he talks about how um, the Japanese set a new standard in the car industry with this principle. And um, it's basically a commitment to constant and never-ending improvement. And we live that every single day. The question becomes, though, it's imagine you're giving a speech. One person gets laughed off stage and their question is, why do I suck so much? The other person gets laughed off stage and says, why did I get laughed off stage? What can I improve? Mm. It's two different lives. Yeah. But the problem is, is that we're asking our questions. Like even when I ask you, what's your dominant question? You don't know an answer. That's because you haven't asked yourself that question right, before. Right. But now I think I, so I, thinking upon it, what I ask myself more often than anything else is, is this making me better or worse? Yeah, that's fire. I genuinely ask myself that, All I don't know time. how many times a day, but like, it, okay, you want to sit down and play video games. Is this making me better or is this making me worse? Now, if it's, and I understand it's subjective and it's kind of a hardcore question to ask, but if I have other work to do, and this is not, I'm not getting my work done and I'm replacing that with this, it's making me worse. It just is. Right. If I've decided, you know what, I've had an amazing productive day, I want to unwind so I can have an amazing productive progressive day tomorrow, then maybe it's making me better. 
But you, the questions you ask yourself are only as good as the honesty with which you answer them. You can very easily justify, like, yeah, I had a good day today. It's not a big deal. You know, I've done that. Of course I've done that. Right. Like, it's not a big deal. What's, what's you know, 80% of my system of success is pretty good. It's not a big deal. It doesn't matter. But I think this, this creates another nuance of the quality of question you ask will give you the quality of answer. Because if you ask yourself, is this making me better or worse, you might rationalize that mm-hmm. Call of Duty is making you better because you had a long day. Whereas one of the questions on my new reverse engineering regret journal is, where am I making poor choices in my life right now? The question determines the focus, which determines the answer, which determines what you do about it. And one of the things that I, you and I recently had a deep conversation about where I was spending my time business-wise, right? Because, you know, Kevin and I only have so much time and where we allocate that needs to be optimized, to the best of our ability in order for this business to grow. And we had a disagreement about where I was spending my time. And one of the things that we mentioned was my journaling habit gets done every single day, no matter what. There are certain other things that don't get done every day, no matter what. And I I have trouble explaining to people, and we're going to do an episode about this after, reflection. What's weird is that that reverse engineering regret journaling habit and it's gotten bigger that I've done every day I honestly think that looking back in hindsight it's one of the most valuable things I do ever Mm. even though it does take me a decent amount of time and you see that I send the gratitudes out and all Mm -hmm. that Um, one of the questions that I'm asking is what do I want to stop doing consistently what do I want to start doing consistently where am I not showing up for Emilia in our relationship like I have a bunch of questions and what I'm realizing in this moment doing this episode is like I ask myself questions all the time all the time. Um, I was in the car earlier and I was like, what's the best use of my time right now? I wanted to listen to our podcast. I felt pulled to listen to a John Maxwell speech. And I asked myself that question, what's the most valuable use of my time right now? And I landed on the John Maxwell speech because I listened to it last night and it was just unbelievable. And I hear us a lot, right? Both would be valuable. Which one's more valuable, right? And so it's, it's crazy how much this matters. I don't think I understood how much this topic matters until just now. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for listening to another episode of Us. You guys listen to us enough. We want to talk to you. We want to know what you are going through in your life and how we can help you better. So if you reach out to myself at NeverQuitKid on Instagram or Alan at Lazarus 88 send us a message, video, audio, text, whatever it is. We just want to get to know you guys better. We want to hear from you. Also, if you go to the hyperconsciouspodcast.com, click on join hashtag hyperconsciousnation. When Kevin and I look back at the last three and a half years since starting this show, it's the people we met that made the biggest difference. At one point, Tiff and Amy were just people who were listening to this show who then got a part of this community. Do not underestimate the power of a like-minded growth community and what it can do for your life. You think we should stop blabbering now? Yes. Okay, we will get back into it, and we hope you will enjoy. Talk to you soon. Bye. No, it makes sense. I, I Maybe I'm probably not focused on it. I'm probably not focused on it, but I know I'm asking myself questions all the time. Let's, let's dig. What do we got? I mean, today's a great example. Well, not really, but I slept in today. I told you that. Right. So I literally, my alarm went off at 4. I got up, and as I always do, I, I go to the living room. I usually foam roll. I do my, my morning stuff there, and I literally was like, all right. And this is probably me like 
kind of negotiating with myself. I was like, all right, I don't have anything until nine. Nine is the first call I'll do. I want to have the morning for myself. Right. I'm exhausted because I haven't gotten a lot of sleep over the last couple of days. I kind of want to like go back to bed until five, go back to bed, like lay down until five yeah. on the couch because I'm not going to go wake Taryn up again. Right. Right. Okay, I'll do that. Five o'clock comes and be like, ah, you know, I'm not going to go to the gym because my neck hurts. Right. So I'm asking myself questions of like, all right, are you going to regret this later? Like, is this the best? Is this the best? Is this the best decision? Which well, you determined it was I based did, on yeah. your neck hurting. Yeah. Right? And I feel good. Like, genuinely, it, this is the thing though. You know, 9 a.m. rolls around and I'm like just getting into the studio for my call. I have my coffee. I'm all thrown off. I didn't, I didn't take the time. So I think a good question to, to ask is, do I regret it? No. I don't regret what I did today. What did I learn from it? Hmm. What did I learn from it? Well, I had some stressful things come up and I don't necessarily know that I was able to handle them at the level I'd like to because I didn't go to the gym. Right. So I didn't expel that energy necessarily. I don't like being rushed. You know that because I don't mm-hmm. have time to prep like I want to. So would I do it the same tomorrow? No. Do I have a, a deeper understanding and awareness of what might actually happen if I let it go off the rails? Yes. Those are good questions for me. I just had a breakthrough. Go on. I do that often when you, when you talk. Well, some would say I have the gift of the gab. <laughs> I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, we talk about hyperconsciousness and awareness. You can only answer questions accurately based on awareness. Mm. And you, so let's say, um, and interesting, we're both coaches, right? That's what we're doing in those calls. And so, we're asking the questions that, they're, our clients might not be aware enough to ask yet. I know. Right? I remember you asking Dave Meltzer, how do I know what to ask oh, you when I don't know what I don't know? And he's like, you, you kind of don't, which kind of mess with us Thank a you, Dave. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it is, it's the truth. Right. Amy asked you recently, where can I improve? That question has changed her life. For sure. That's a great question. And if she asks that consistently, which she's been asking me too, I, <laughs> it was the other night and... Uh, we were, we were doing the PDF for the Empowering Beliefs, which, by the way, if you want that, reach out. No, no, no. But she said, I'm really scared to ask this question. And I was like, is it because you want to ask me where, where you can improve? And because you had already told me. Yeah. She didn't know that you had told me. So, um, and I was so proud of her for asking that. But think about it. The version of Amy who asks us where she can improve, where we believe she can improve, yeah. is completely different than the version of Amy who just doesn't ask. And this is just deep because... I remember I got, I think we've all been laughed at in school when we asked a dumb question and we just stopped asking questions. I don't think I ever did because I just didn't raise my hand. That was my fear. You were afraid to ask questions. I was afraid to ask a dumb question, so I just didn't. Right. Because I saw you do it. (laughs) No, but even the fire academy, I tell that all the time. Like The reason I failed my first fire practical exam is because I didn't ask enough questions. I failed my first exam, my practical. I I passed the written test. I think I had like some of the highest grades in the in the class, but then when it came to like the practical and tying a certain knot around a certain type of handle that I'd never used, I failed. Why why didn't you ask questions? Because I was afraid. I was afraid. A lot of the other people in there were either older, their their fathers and grandfathers were firefighters. They were already on a squad. So for me it was like I felt like an imposter and I was scared. Right. Why were you scared beyond why Judgment. Else? Judgment. I was afraid to get judged. Afraid to get judged, yeah. yeah. I think a lot of people are afraid to ask questions because, because of that. For sure. Because of that. that. That holds people back a lot. Yeah. What do you think are some questions people should ask? Hmm. I, honestly, like, how happy am I with my life right now? How fulfilled am I with my life right now? 
how happy am I with my body? How happy am I with my relationship? Like, I mean, if you were to come to me and say, give me three questions that will change my life. On a scale of one to 10, how happy are you with your current career? On a scale of one to 10, how happy are you with your physical looks and well-being? Yeah. And how happy are you with the person or persons that you're spending your time with? Significant others, intimate relationships, or just people? Right. Like that's health, wealth, and love. I think that's the biggest three things. And I would say answer them honestly. And I'm going to start opening my speeches with that. Yeah. I'm going to genuinely start opening my speeches with like, I'm going to ask you guys questions today that you don't want to hear. You you might be afraid to ask yourself or other people are afraid to ask you. I'm not. Because once you admit you're a I'm four, you got to do something about you gotta it. you got to do something about it. And right. Or maybe, you got to accept a four. Maybe you don't even know you're a four. I know. Because you've convinced yourself oh, that's kind of the way it is. Right. Everybody's like this. Okay, cool. But just because everybody's like that doesn't mean you have to be. Right. Right? I've been in, in the studio during some of your coaching calls and you're just asking questions. That's usually the, the way. Yeah. And then you'll throw an insight in and then you'll ask another question. And then you'll throw an insight or two, and then you'll ask another question. Well, the only way to answer, the only way to help somebody is to understand them. The only way to understand somebody is to ask them. Right. Right? I, I don't know, I, I don't know you, I, I know you, but like if I'm jumping on the phone, I don't know how your week was. Right. I haven't talked to you all week, maybe. Right. So I usually say like, what's the theme of the week? If you could just use like one word or one sentence on how your week's been, what would you say? Overwhelmed. Okay. Why? What's overwhelming you? Blah, 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 right. blah. Okay. You know. Questions get to the root cause. Then the insights provide a potential solution. It's a whole thing. As long as you dig. All right, we got a minute and 57 seconds. Don't screw this up. <laughs> hmm. Empowering questions. The other thing that I did notice too, if you say how happy are you with your life right now, that's predicated on their own definition of happiness. If you ask a three-year-old, yeah. how happy are you with your life right now? They can only answer based on their awareness. Right? Mm. The three-year-olds talk? Yeah. Honestly, I'm not, <laughs> okay. I'm not the guy to ask. I'm not the guy to ask, man. I don't know. But like, the, the, the answers to the questions can only be as good as your own awareness. That's why I think mentors and coaches are so important because you can ask them questions and they can give you the answers that you or don't have. they'll say something to you which raise, like in the moment. Yeah. Um, okay, say you and I are talking about fitness. Right. I say, Alan, like what do I need to know about fitness? And you can say, well, there's five fundamental pillars when it comes to natural health and fitness. I now know more than I did. I can ask a better question. What are the five fundamental pillars when it comes to natural health and fitness? Right. Blah, 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 blah. Right? And then it's so like it's, sleep, hydration, and I tell you them, and then it's like, well, how can I get better sleep? Right. See, this is why conversations change so lives, yeah. I was going to say it. No. <laughs> I, I, knew, I knew I could, but I wasn't going to say it. But it makes sense. Yeah. Like, if you're curious, ask the question, because you're going to not only learn that answer, but you're going to learn anything that you would not have learned if you didn't ask. It's like that weird, you'll never know what you didn't know. And then you can ask a, another question. Another question. But better. And, but better, yeah. Jim Rohn talks about have like a child's curiosity. Yeah. One thing that I will say, and this, this is jumping off the page for me, Emilia asks more questions than anyone I've ever met. Mm. To everybody. She's always asking questions and I think that's why she's so bright. Like, we were in the gym last night we got out of the gym, and she pulls up her phone, and she says, are these the right names of the workouts that we did? And I said, actually, that that's going to be seated. Uh, she had seated bilateral rows, and we actually did unilateral. And so I correct. She's asking because she wants to learn. Mm. She's so learning-oriented. We're going to talk about that in the next episode. But And then she's like, okay, well, why... Why is that unilateral? I said, well, because we did one side. 
versus two. And she's like, well, how come on your last set you did two? And I'm like, and she just keeps asking questions. And I'm like, well, because I wanted to get as much blood to the muscle group as I could, I'm going to stuff my face when I get home, you know, and I'm, I want to make sure that I have all the blood in the right muscle groups. It was like a burn, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just awesome because she's learning through questions mm-hmm. by asking someone she trusts. And I, I just don't know if I do. I don't, I don't, I don't ask as many questions as Emilia. I really don't. And I should, I should do, I should do better. I think we can all do better in this arena. Ask questions to people you trust. Understand that their words, not gospel. I told you this last week or yeah, recently. I that yes, I'm not a hundred percent right about anything. Right. Never assume I'm a hundred percent right, but I'm definitely not a hundred percent wrong. Um, <laughs> which is another, that. hopefully, hopefully not. But, um, 10 second blip, 10 second blip. You'll never get a great answer to a question you don't ask. That's fire. That should be on a Hallmark card. That's fire. I think ask more questions. We're going to talk about this in the next episode. You have to want to learn more. Are we going to? Yes, we are going to. You have to want to learn more. Fire. Because you can't make good decisions with low awareness, and you can't learn new awareness without the right questions. Fire. Cool. Fire. Ladies and gentlemen. You're going to hear this in the next couple episodes for this entire week. As of next week, and the good news is nothing changes for you guys, but as of next week, I don't, what's, the, what's the date today? Do you know? Today the 5th? 5th, yeah. I as of the 12th, yes. As of the 12th, the Hyperconscious Podcast will become Next Level University, where we help you get to the next level in your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. And we're going to do an episode on why we're rebranding, but I want to continue to remind you guys that nothing's going to change for you if you're subscribed to the show on iTunes, which I suggest you do. I would appreciate that greatly. Nothing's going to change. You're still going to get our episodes uh, sent straight to you. If you're subscribed on YouTube, nothing's going to change. So from your perspective, nothing's going to change unless you recommend the show to somebody. You don't have to tell them next level you. But the reason we're doing this, we're going to go into later in the Uh, later in the week here. We're going to do an episode on that because it's very important, but I want to just continue to remind you guys that is happening and uh, we want to help as many people as possible and we think that is the best way to do it. So we hope you enjoyed this and we will talk to you next episode where we talk about, I don't know yet, (laughs) (laughs) because we might talk about that. We might talk about the five most important things to do every day. I don't know yet. Wild card. Okay. Talk to you soon. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, it would mean the world to us if you would share this with your friends. And if you have any questions, please reach out to Kevin or myself. Our contact information is in the show notes, and we can't wait to hear from you. Guys, we wouldn't be able to do this without you. So if you would kindly leave us a review on iTunes, that would help us make more people hyper-conscious.